So today, we're going to talk about culture. And we're going to talk about the culture of Denmark. Uh, you might ask, hmm, that's weird, John. How, why would, how would you talk about Denmark if you're in Thailand? Oh, <laughs> thanks for asking. So there was this, this fellow, this, this, this Danish fellow from Denmark. And or we could call him a Dane. Uh, he was just, <laughs> there's two ways you can call people from Denmark. You can call him Danish. You can call him Danes. Uh, so I'm gonna call him Danish. And uh, his name was so. All right. So let's rewind. Man from from Denmark. He was in Thailand, about a mile up the road, training uh, for. Uh, kickboxing muay thai kickboxing at the muay thai gym it's about a mile up the road i'll go to, i go to the muay thai gym on weekends just to get some exercise do something fun so first time i go i meet this guy there and uh his name i'm not sure if it was marco or margo when he said it and every time i heard it it sounded like the g and the c were were mixed and they were kind of together so it was like margo uh and he was a super interesting guy, and like so, in, were were the like the things that he said were so interesting. The things that he said were so interesting that I'm making a podcast about it because <laughs> I thought it was so interesting the way that he was telling me that his country works, and it was it was very different than the way. The American, uh, it was very different than American culture, and the American government is very different. And I thought, and and that the differences in 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 his government really uh, really created a thought process in his mind that was much different than what a, a normal American uh, thought process would be. And so first. The thing that he's the, the, this is something that he said a couple times in with two unrelated situations that really struck me as wildly interesting, and so he was talking about uh, how Denmark lets in refugees. They have open doors, so they let in so many refugees. And he was saying, he was like, it's awesome, like, we're such a nice country, like, uh, it's really great that, you know, we're showing kindness to these people. And so he was just, he was just had a really, you know, kind heart about letting in the refugees. But then he said, uh, he goes, yes, but, you know, it, it created a really big problem with rape. And, uh, and so at first it struck me, I was like, hmm, that's interesting that, one, he's, he's, he's saying how kind it is and, and, and how awesome it is that their country was letting in these refugees. But in the same breath, he brought up how uh, they created the problem of increased uh, rape incidents. And, uh, and then the thing, so that, to start, is interesting. But then he says he, he immediately follows that. With, with, and what he, what he says, he says it with... Uh, like like actual sympathy you could tell just by the way that he said this that, that he meant it uh and he said he said yeah 
we let in these refugees. It's super awesome. But we've, we've had a lot. We've had an increased number of rape incidents. And he says it's because those people are not getting the right help. And now that's the thing that I thought was the most interesting. So he, he said that the rapists, the people who were doing the rape, he said that it was happening. He was saying that they were, get, they were having these increased numbers of rape incidents because the rapists weren't getting the right help. And that struck me as so interesting. I hope, and now maybe for me, it struck me as so, so interesting just because of the, the situation and the context and the environment and the atmosphere that he was in. So we're, we, he and Margot and I, we're having this conversation right, uh, like on the, right, right on, a, on a lake uh, at, a, at a, a restaurant called The Singing Chef. It was quite romantic. You know, Margot, he's a fighter. He was in shape, good-looking dude. You know, it was a nice little romantic, uh, romantic dinner. Um, but the restaurant was uh, a shack, an actual shack, and like like a lean-to. Like there was no floor. <laughs> we were sitting in plastic chairs, and there was just like wood and sticks holding up the walls. This restaurant consisted of sticks and pieces of wood that all were all different. And they were just nailed together and a hot plate and some pots and pans. That's what this restaurant was. But I kid you not, food was freaking gosh darn phenomenal. That's the thing that's different here is that the like nice is different here and good, like things that are good are, are different here. Like I noticed that I'll, I'll walk around and I'll see restaurants that'll look like uh, restaurants in the West and they're empty. Uh, but I, but they have they have good food, um, but they're empty. And then right next door, there'll be this shack that's just put together with wood and sticks, and it's packed out. Um, and so that's really interesting too. And and people people don't really see see it the same. Like for us, uh, like people who live in the West, normally if if you if you looked at two restaurants that were right next to each other. And, you saw, and then let's just say they're both empty. Let's just say both these restaurants are empty. Uh, and one of them is a shack. And not like a cool hipster looking shack. Like not one of those. Like an actual shack where it's <laughs> dirty and doesn't look cool. Like it's not one of those cool like, oh, it's the two hole in the wall mom and pop shop. <laughs> no, not that. An actual dirty shack with dirt and bugs and stuff. So one of those. And so that's one of the restaurants. And then one. And the other one, right next door, is has nice glass windows. All the furniture looks the same. There's some sort of theme to the restaurant. It's put together in a certain way. There's air conditioner, uh, nice seats. It looks nice. Uh, they have menus. <laughs> So, you have those two restaurants. Which one are you going to go walk in? You don't lie. You're going to go. You're going to go to the one that looks nice. It's, that's just what you're going to do. If if you're listening to this and 
you were born and raised in America. That's probably what you're going to do. If, if you saw those two restaurants in America, and that's the only thing you knew, you would be like, of course, we're going to go to this restaurant. Um, but here, it's not like that. Uh, and they call... They, uh, the way they, the way they call it things, it's not like, oh, that restaurant is nice and that restaurant is not nice. Like the, what people in Thailand, they would call the, they wouldn't call one nice or the other one like better than the other. They would say, that's the Western style, uh, restaurant. And they say, that's the Thai style restaurant. So the Thai style restaurant being the one that's, uh, more shack like looking, um, and now, or and like very now, some of them are very shack like looking, but then some of them are more of just like an open style where they'll just be like a gazebo style thing that'll have a roof. It'll it'll have a solid roof, and then it'll have just an open floor, just a cement floor and some tables. Same thing with just a hot plate and some pots and pans. But those places they're really cool, uh, cool atmosphere. But a lot of that's what a lot of the restaurants are like. It's just a roof and then a floor. Some of them have concrete floors, some of them don't. And uh, it's that's that's what most of the restaurants look like. So what people here they call them, they say this is a Thai style restaurant and that's a Western style restaurant, the one with the air conditioner and the glass and stuff and the furniture. Um, and so we were at the the Thai style restaurant. Food was phenomenal. And um, so, so maybe what Margot said struck me as uh, rather interesting. Maybe it was intensified by the the environment that we were in, atmosphere. It was cool. It was foreign land. You know what I'm saying? So everything is a little bit more interesting when that happens. But don't you think that's so interesting? I would probably have said the word interesting a hundred times in this podcast, but. Isn't that such an interesting thought to say that the problem we have with rape is because the rapists are not getting the right help? And now I don't know, and I still don't, it's been a few weeks, it's been almost a month since since I've had that conversation with Margot, sadly, Margot left the country. He got a fight in China. So he went to China. His girlfriend is, lives in the Philippines. He's got a Filipino girlfriend. Uh, and he said the, the Filipino, he said Filipino women are really awesome. He said they'll, uh, they really love you and they really take care of you. Uh, and I thought that was, that was interesting. And they, they, they do it with, with joy that they love, uh, they really love their, their mates in in the Philippines. That's what he said. He said, relationships are awesome. He said, if you can find a really good Filipino girl, marry her. Uh, and he was saying, but there's a lot of Filipino women that, uh, that are just, that will just date Westerners for their money. He said, that happens a lot. He was like, but if you can find a Filipino woman who likes you for you, dude, you're sold. Uh, I'm not going to the Philippines. So pot, I don't know. Probably won't ever meet a, <laughs> probably won't ever date a Filipino woman, uh, but uh, and so he left, and we, we I have no idea, don't have his number, don't have his Facebook. There's a good chance I will never speak to, or hear from, or see anything that Marco does for the rest of his life. But we we hung out a few times and it was awesome. He was a really cool dude, and uh, 
and he said it, and so this thing with, with people getting help, he said the problems with crime is because the people are not getting the right help. And he said it again with another situation. And now this, this struck me as equally as interesting. So his stepfather was murdered, and, and he didn't know his, 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 his biological father. Um, but his stepfather, this, the, the, the man who raised him since he was a young boy, was murdered. He was shot in the back of the head. And, and Margot, he said that the man who murdered his father, his stepfather, he did it because he was not getting the right help. How interesting is that? Now, it's easy to say, oh, crime, crime happens uh, because the people aren't getting the right help for something that is not personal to you. Things that you hear about the news, sure. Yes, just say it. You could be a little altruistic uh, and just say those things. But this was just about as personal as something could be for somebody. And he says it's because that person was not getting the right help. And still, I, I think about that often. I think about this conversation that I had with Margot so frequently. Because me, in my mindset, I, if, if, I, if people like, who, who do terrible things like rape and, and murder, my mindset's like, screw them. They, it's they're responsible for their, they're totally responsible for their actions. Like, put them in jail. Things like that. I, I almost have. I almost have no sympathy, uh, and now I, but I don't want to say I have no sympathy, because that's not true, because I understand how people can do terrible things, and. Because I know that I could do terrible things. The propensity that I have for evil is great. I know that I'm capable of doing horrible things. I know. It's, it's in there. Uh, and now you could be listening to this and you might think, oh, John, you're being a little extreme. But I think if you don't know how evil you can be, I think it I think it limits how how impactful it is when you do good. And so I know that I have the ability to live an absolute gutter life. I know that I could go and just lie and cheat and steal and not take on any responsibility, live totally selfishly. Like all like I every day I wake up and I know the things that I'm capable of doing. And so but when I make conscious decisions to not do those things, it really it shows me one, it helps me understand people better. And because I really hate it when people say, oh, they scoff. And they say, oh, I, could, I would never do something like that. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that's true. 
I don't think that's true. I don't think you can say, oh, I would never do that. Because I think you just haven't been pushed to your limits. J. Cole, he says, everybody's a killer. You just got to push them to their limits. And I think that's very true. Um, and I think humans are capable. I think everybody. I think if you listening to this, I, you are capable of doing terrible, terrible things. And I think we all need to recognize that. I think we need to recognize the, the, the propensity towards evil that lives inside all of us because it's there. Okay? And so everybody, everybody has it. And so when you see somebody doing good, you know that they don't have to be doing that. And they have the ability inside of them to be doing bad, to be doing bad things, to be living immorally. And so, and I don't think people are as, uh, as one way or the other as, as, as we like to, to group people. We like to group people as he's a good person or he's a bad person. She's a good person or she's a bad person. And I don't like that because very bad people have wonderful qualities and very good people have terrible qualities. And I think, I think we need to realize that and stop being so I get binary in our thinking of good people and bad people. And so for me, I know, like, I, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I do that people don't know about. Uh, there's a lot of, like, and so, and everybody's like that. That's why, and I heard this from, uh, what's his face on The Daily Show. Dang, what's his name? Daily Show's South African man, uh, I really like watching watching his show, but he said that's why that's why they're called skeletons in the closet, and so everybody has them. Everybody has skeletons in the closet, and there's skeletons in the closet. It's because people you don't want people to know. It's because they're bad things. They're skeletons. They're bad things in your closet. Everybody has skeletons in their closet. Uh, they're not rainbows in your closet. You don't hide the good things that you do normally. Normally, people don't hide the good things that they do. They're called skeletons in your closet for a reason. Uh, and so everybody's got them. And so, and if you're one of those people who's, who's listening, you're like, oh, I don't have, I'm, an open, <laughs> I'm an open book. <laughs> I tell anybody anything. <laughs> I am not one of those people. I am not an open book. Uh, I don't think you should tell everybody everything. Not everybody deserves that. Not everybody deserves that level of trust. If you trust everybody with that, what's the point of uh, of really letting some people be know you intimately? I think if everybody knows you intimately, then nobody does. You know, I just if if you think everybody you know knows you intimately, then you're not going deep enough. Uh, and. And so when I realized my, uh, how evil I could be on a daily basis, it, it helps me really understand people better. And so, so, so rapists and murderers uh, and liars and cheaters, uh, people who cheat on their girlfriends or boyfriends, 
I don't and I'm not gonna say I I understand it uh or like I I can relate to it because I can't right now like I can't like I've never cheated on anybody I've never uh I don't know like well that's the one thing I've never of course I've never murdered anybody or or raped anybody so I can't I can't on a personal level relate to those people uh but I can understand how it can be done. Like, why are we surprised when people do terrible things? Like, what? Like, when people say, oh, I just don't know how somebody could do something like that. I don't get that. I don't get when people say that. Especially adults. You've been living for how long? This is what people do. People do terrible things since the beginning of time. I think the the second the the first children ever born, brothers Cain and Abel, one of them murdered the other. We've been we've been doing, and now that's me coming from a biblical perspective, biblical perspective as to when people were uh, created through Adam and Eve. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think it was Cain and Abel. Uh, I hope I got those two names right. But uh, people have been doing terrible things since the beginning of time. And so I don't think we should be surprised by human behavior. Um, like we're all, we all have evil inside of us. And so one thing, and this I heard from my mother, and uh, it was really, uh, it helped me kind of go about my life in a more examining way or more thoughtful way she said to me uh believe people when they show you who you are who believe people when they show you who they are so if somebody steals from you all right you know it was a one-time thing if somebody steals if that person steals again believe them if somebody lies to you if somebody always hurts your feelings if somebody always lets you down if somebody's always late Kevin Rafferty, <laughs> believe them. Believe them when they show you that they're always going to be late. Do not think that they're going to be different. Believe them when they say. Believe when they, believe those people when they show you who they are. Uh, like Kevin, I love you to death, dude. You're, you're one of my best friends. I love you so much, but I had to, had to throw you in there <laughs> for being late always. <laughs> It's in our nature. Uh, and now this is a cool... This is a cool little story that I heard the other day. It's uh, I think it's a, a le- not a legend or it's a myth or it's a mythological story. Eh, or fairy tale. Fairy tale. Here's a fairy tale. Here's a fairy tale for you guys. Uh, so there's a, uh, there's a scorpion and a frog. This frog gets to a river. He's about to cross the river. And lo and behold, a scorpion walks behind him and the scorpion uh and the frog was immediately was about to jump in the jump into the river and swim across to safety because he knew the, the scorpion couldn't swim and so he was going to get away from the scorpion as fast as he could get to the other side safely and uh he knows the scorpion wouldn't be able to get him but then the scorpion right before the the frog jumps into the water the scorpion says to him wait 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 let me ride on your back and get to the other side of the river i really need to get to the other side of the river um 
And the frog says, no, why would I believe you? Why would I do that? Why would I, why would I take you to the other side of the river where you're a, you're a scorpion? We, we fight each other. You, you eat frogs or you kill frogs. Why would, I, why would I trust you? Why would I let you ride on my back? And the scorpion says to him, he says, please, I, I desperately need to get to the other side of the river. And then the scorpion says to him, why would I, if we were, if we were in the middle of the river, why would I sting you or, or strike you? Why would I sting you with my, uh, uh, my tail? What are, the, what are those called? Why would, why would I kill you while I was riding on your back? Because if I, if I stung you uh, while we were swimming across the river, we would both die. And the frog thought about that. He was like, hmm, you know, I guess he's right. Why would he? Why would he sting me if he's riding on my back and he can't swim? I guess I guess that's pretty safe to me. So the frog decides to be a nice, nice frog. And he lets the scorpion on his back and they start swimming across the river. And right as they're in the center of the river, the scorpion stings the frog. And they both fall into the river, but right before the frog dies, and right before uh, the scorpion starts to drown, the frog says to the, asks the scorpion, he says, you promised you wouldn't do this. Why did you do this to us? And the scorpion says, because it's in my nature. And they both died. And so I think we, as humans, need to realize what is in human nature and what the human condition is like. Um, and I don't think we should be surprised by acts of evil uh, or, or say that we could never do something like that because it's in our nature to do so. And now I'm not saying you have an excuse to go do evil things. Actually, just the opposite. You need to be aware of your nature. You need to be aware of how evil you can be so that you can prevent it. So you can make active decisions on a daily basis to not be that. Because it is in our nature to be totally selfish and to do whatever we need to do to make our I, to make I better. That's the only thing we're worried about. And I think there's a lot of things that all of us would do uh, because it's in our nature to do so. And I, and, I, and I think we all need to be aware of how evil we can be so that we can make active decisions every single day to not be that. And so this Danish, Danish fellow really had an impact on me, really got me thinking a lot. And so I hope, I hope this podcast makes you think a little, a little too. Uh, and now the thing, and, he's, and, I, and I held this off till the end because this, this, really, this really blew my mind what he said to me and and it, and it, and it's it's honestly it's it's it brought a tear to my eye right now just thinking about it. i have a tear 
running down my cheek as we speak. So one of the last things, this is now this conversation, this was the last time I saw Margo, this conversation that we had together. And uh, the last thing that, that Margo said to me, he goes, he says, you know, Danish people, we are good people, we're kind people, we're happy people. But, you know, we, we, we really want people to, to get the help that they need and he says, to, he says to me, but people who put pineapple on pizza are psychopaths. And he says, those people deserve no help. And he says, if you put pineapple on pizza, <laughs> you're a criminal. You have no, you get no help. You don't deserve a thing. <laughs> And I thought that was absolutely hysterical. He said, that's what the Danish people think. He goes, he goes, people get roasted if they put pineapple on their pizza. And I was like, dude, this is the same thing in the United States. I was like, it's a trend now to hate on people who put pineapple on their pizza. But then we were both simultaneously like, I love putting pineapple on my pizza. I do. I love, I love pineapple on pizza. I think it's delicious. Um, <laughs> and so that was something that the Danes and uh, and the Americans have in common. It's a trend to hate on people who put pineapple on their pizza. <laughs> and so the interesting thing that I still I still have undecided thoughts on. I'll, I'll podcast about it again about what I think about uh, people getting the right help or not. And now, of course, people, people, people with mental problems and who have had things wrong with them, yes, they deserve help, but it, it just struck me as interesting, and, and I still think about it often, saying that a rapist or a murderer, they did what they did because they weren't getting the right help. And I think that really shows a lot of compassion and, and sympathy and empathy for, for people. And I, and I think I wanna, I think I wanna start thinking like that even more so than I do do now knowing that people who do terrible things really kind of thinking that uh then you know what 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 could have been done to prevent that what could have been done to be proactive and 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 help people before before they do terrible things like what is it in people that causes them like what like what could what, what could have been done what could have been done to protect now this is the thought what could have been done to protect the rapist from himself or herself what could have been what could have been done to protect the murderer from getting to the point of murdering could there have been anything that could have been done to help that person be re- be reformed before something like that happens I don't know. I'd love to hear what you think. If uh, Yeah, I would love to hear what you think because I think this is really interesting. If you're listening to this podcast, I would, like you, I would like you to reach out to me. I would like you to reach out to me uh, and tell me what you think of this. I would, I would like you to tell me what you think. Uh, you can either message me on Instagram at john underscore Theo 16 
Again, John underscore Theo 16. You can send me a tech an iMessage. I will not receive a text message. Uh at 631-374-6291. Yeah, do one of those. Don't send me an email. Use my phone number <laughs> or Instagram or Facebook. John Theo. It's my Facebook. Uh again the number 631-374-6291. I'd love to hear what you think about what this Danish fellow said about how people who do terrible things do the terrible things because they were not getting the right help. Let me know what you think. Until next time.